0: Welcome to Under the Radar, a show about independent iOS app development. I'm Marco Arment. And I'm David Smith. Under the Radar is never longer than 30 minutes, so let's get started.
1: So I am deep in the throes of working on my new calendaring app. Um, And it's an interesting place that I found myself where I, for the first time in a while, and honestly, why I'm like, I have put all my other projects on hold, like I'm just diving into this is I hit the point with this project where it went from uh, a curiosity, it went from something that it was just like, oh, this is, let, let me explore this, let me like have fun with this to something that was like, I wouldn't say obsessive, but it became like what I was thinking about all the time. And that is a rare thing I find uh, for myself that you know, when it that every now and then you'll hit on a project or a problem or a situation where I find that my mind is just so focused on it that, you know, whatever else I'm doing, um, like in the back of my mind, I'm kind of thinking about it and them solving problems that I'm having there or dealing with UI issues or whatever. And I remember, uh, a sort of, just some, someone. I remember someone trying to talk about the, the difference between a hobby or an interest and a passion. Um, and I thought that his dis, uh, this description was pretty accurate. Where it's like a passion is something that you think about when you're doing something else you like. Um, like <laughs> That's you. Good. you like you can't stop thinking about it even when you're doing something you enjoy you still your brain goes back to it and at least for the moment at least for right now by that definition I'm like I'm passionate about this at this app and this project and what has been interesting in this particular instance is for me I've been trying to find ways to capitalize on that and to sort of fully exploit the attention that my brain is giving to this to this problem and to this application and in many ways, what I found is that I had this feeling that I wish I could put more into it. That I like, I wished, you know, wish my days were longer, essentially. And, and this is a topic that we've talked about many times uh, before on the show, where I, in, in general, like for, you know, most time of, of work that we do as independents, um, the way that we guard and structure our working time. Is something that I think is very important for sustainability. And I've tried lots of different approaches and very variants on this. But in general, what I have found works best for me is that I tend to keep office hours that like I have this very specific time that I start working and a very specific time that I stop working. Um, and I may not always work in between those times, but I never work outside of those times, if that makes sense. So like sometimes things will come up or, you know, I'm just not feeling it that day and I, you know, won't work. In that window, but I want to make sure that i don 't let my work bleed out into my personal life and just generally, like I find that that was an important thing, and I think especially when you work from home, um, it becomes even more important to have these kind of boundaries but it 's been tricky and interesting for me recently when i 'm like, I just want to keep working on this, and like how do I m- navigate that and manage that um, It was interesting and I think and i 'll get into an, in a bit of sort of, some of the approach that I ended up taking, which I think is a useful tool in our toolbox. But I think what is most important is just to realize these moments when they happen and to try and take full advantage of them because uh, I wish they happen more often, but more often, you know, it's like most of the time, unfortunately, a lot of the work feels like work and not just like, you know, fun in, in the way it's been feeling for me recently.
0: Yeah. Well, because like, even if you're working on your dream app and even if you are doing super interesting things like, only some small percentage of the actual amount of code and work that it takes to bring you know an interesting idea into a shippable app and and then support it and maintain it over time is actually that fun part you know like and we 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 talk about this here and there in different ways but like it's really a relatively, you know, minuscule part of, of the code that is actually, like, the super fun stuff and or the stuff that you're doing, like, when things are brand new because that's also super fun. Like, when you're starting something from scratch and you're working out all the details, you know, you aren't, you know, hitting the the tedious parts yet when you're doing all that new stuff, or at least for the most part. Uh, whereas, like, you know, if you, if you have an app that's been around for a while, you're spending a lot more of your time doing things like trying to fix obscure bugs or paying down technical debt that you accumulated while you were having fun or like catching up to the newest hardware and and os releases and stuff like that or doing features that you didn't really want to do but that the market has demanded and that you pretty much have to do that that you find are boring Um, you know it's it's a lot more of that so when you're in that fun mode uh, you get to ignore all like the realities of like an app growing up and becoming boring, and having <laughs> to maintain an app that grows up and become boring, and you get to focus only on the fun stuff, and it, it puts you in a whole different mindset.
1: Yeah, and I think too, it's it's, it's 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 naive. There's there's what I have found recently too is there's even another level beyond the fun stuff where I feel like often like probably uh, regularly I'm working on things that I think are interesting and are fun, but there's that even like this boat. It's, it's sort of the it's like when you are playing Mario. You can be regular Mario. You can be like Big Mario, where you are feel like you are feeling uh, like you are feeling good. You are engaged. It's fun. It's interesting work. Or you can be Mario after you like got the star, and you are just a relentless like crushing machine that you know nothing can stand in your way. And like that Star Mode Mario, like that is where that, that is the rare thing. Like that is. Um, but it's even more of a unique opportunity to to try and take advantage of. And I think like it's fun when like when that happens. It's just really cool. And like you feel like you're I think in professional sports or those types of things they talk talk about the concept of like flow where you like there's this different state that you can eventually get into where you're just all of your mental faculties and and uh attention is focused on one thing and that one thing starts to become it feels more effortless like not that it's like you're still doing the work but it's it feels um much more attainable and i think what was interesting in this particular situation is that like but i i noticed it a little bit myself but i noticed my wife who's you know very insightful and you know is is uh is knows me very well was like this is, this is this is not the normal version of just like you you're having fun and interested at work like this is something different and you've I- become super dave super Dave, like, you know, like, yeah, like that, 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 you know, that, that, do. Oh, oh, I can't do the the Mario music, but like when, you know, the star <laughs> music starts up, um, like that's how it feels. And she was like, what are we going to do with this? Like, this is, this is a unique kind of fun thing. And how can we harness this energy for good? Yes. And then now, you know, and then not like waste it because honestly, like I've been doing this a long time and it doesn't happen very often. Like, and it's, it's a, I, it's, I wish I could, I wish there were ways to like put myself into the state on a more regular basis, like in some ways. And I think maybe that's a whole topic unto itself of like, are there ways to sort of like, it's like, it's, it sort of makes me think of like life hacks where it's like, what are things you can do to like, you know, like maximize your performance and like super boost yourself. But like, I don't know if it works that way. I don't know if it's something that you can just turn on and off or, you know, you can do things that might encourage it. Or there are things that actively will work against it. But mostly it's probably just a coalescence of, you know, sort of like, I don't even know, like, like specific events or um, just the way that you, the, the place you are mentally and physically and the time you have and the problem and the interesting opportunity and like whether it feels like it's urgent or not. Like there's so many things that go into it
0: that are just kind of like outside of your control. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's like trying to summon a bolt of lightning, you know, like you, you can do things to increase your odds, but it's, it's still mostly out of your control. Yeah. exactly. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm lucky to get one of these States once a month. Like, and, and that's, it's not even that frequent most of the time, honestly, <laughs> if, if I'm really honest with myself, like maybe every, maybe like one day, every two months, I'll have like a, an amazing day where I'm in this kind of super zone focused state where I'm just plowing through things and getting a lot done, but it's, it's pretty rare.
1: Yeah. And I, th- so what I thought was interesting though is like because these are so rare, it's like something I've had in the back of my mind for a long time though. It's like, what do I, what should I do when this, this happens? Like, and, and the thing, the thing that always comes to mind is is a, a concept of what I'm think I'm gonna, for the purposes of this discussion, I'm going to call a gray which I'm sure, I think you know what that means, right, Marco? But, mm-hmm. um, in, in case, uh, other listeners aren't listeners of the fine, uh, Cortex podcast, um, CGP Gray, who's one of the co hosts of that show with Mike Curley, um, Will periodically go off to an undisclosed location for many days and have these kind of like work retreats, essentially. And it's a, a business trip, but not in the, in the sense of like, you know, business trip like going to WWDC or going to a conference or meeting with clients. It's like it is a work trip whose sole purpose is to work just by yourself. And the way that Gray does them, I think, is very interesting, where he's trying to in many ways control the his environment such that there are, like I was saying earlier, there's not much that you can do to necessarily positively encourage this kind of productive state, but there are things that will definitely take it away. Like there are things that will definitely get in your way or cause problematics or cause distractions or interruptions. And so I think what I'm in many ways what you're doing is he's like putting himself in a situation where the default mode is good productive work because his environment is encouraging of that and while you can't never you can never like guarantee that that's actually going to happen or, or actually work i thought it was a really interesting idea and it's something that um for a while i've kind of toyed with I'm like huh, i wonder what that would be like i wonder if it would be interesting for me to go on a gradation and and like do some work like that and we sort of started like I started talking to my wife when she noticed that I was like, see this, this seems like a different thing. like and she's like, you always talk about like going on a vacation. why don't you think about trying that? And um we generally we generally thought about it, and I think that's sort of what' will unpack the rest of this uh, a lot of this episode is kind of talking about is going somewhere and changing your context or putting yourself in a place where you can be super focused and you're giving yourself in many ways permission to do that um and you're having it be you know a intentional converse you know you're having a conversation with your spouse your children like whatever it is that you're making a conscious decision to do that like there's pros and cons and like what I ended up doing um is I kind of went did a I guess a graycation staycation where I've been like holed up in my basement for the last 2 days um and I didn't decided not to go somewhere because in the end, like we'll get into it. Like the logistics of actually going somewhere and setting up a productive work environment for yourself um, is a bit complicated. And the way the timing worked for my schedule, it's like at most I could probably do this for like two days, which is kind of like the, the effort of setting it up would probably have not been exceeded by the benefit from it. So I ended up just like doing it at home. But I got to say, it's a really interesting tool that I to, to like have in your toolbox to feel like you can, go into into that when you have the, these opportunities in this mode like having a conversation with your spouse deciding that this is something you're going to do and then just like going for it like it's kind of crazy i mean and i've been working you know like working crazy hours um which is not something that i usually recommend doing like it but i think for short sprints it's really interesting and productive and like i've gotten a ton done i think i'm getting close to the point where i was like my hope was that by the end of this um that i kind of be hitting that kind of like Fun- Feature complete, functional—you know, sort of like whatever you want to call, it, like the first beta, or like all, all this, the 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 base work is done, and then it becomes polish and refinement. And I think I'm going to get there. And like, in it's really cool for that to have taken two days rather than
0: taking a week um, in normal mode, I suppose. So is anything? So so how is this different compared to your regular working conditions besides? Hours like is is it just hours that, that where you're basically saying like I now have unlimited hours to work and I will not do anything else or is there more to it than that? So I think there's a there's that part there's the just like I am
1: consciously and intentionally not doing anything other than work with the exception of like eating, um, personal hygiene, and going to the gym. Like those are the things that I do. Other than that, like I'm I am mean, working. I guess sleeping. I did a little bit of that, not as much as normal, but some. Um, but I think the biggest difference in a weird way is probably mindset, um, and expectations for myself where in general, like, you know, they there, v- especially when you work from home and you have children, like maybe it's a little bit simpler if you don't have children, but, you know, and your spouse is a bit more self-sufficient, but I always have the feeling of you know, like things are going to happen at, with the kids at home. And I feel a sense of responsibility for engaging in that. And sometimes that's easier and sometimes that's harder. Um, and, you know, my kids are at school most of the day, so it's usually not as big of a thing. But certainly in the evenings and morning, like I want to be engaged. I want to be, a, you know, a part of their life. And I want to be, you know, really – I want to be the best dad and husband that I can be in those in those moments. Um, but I think the biggest change was that my wife and I had a conversation and we just – you know, it's like for the purposes of this couple of days, she's going to treat – it like, I'm on a business trip, like I'm, I'm physically gone and I'm going to treat like I'm in on a business trip and physically not there. And from a mindset perspective, that was just saying, you know, a conversation and agreement we came to. And, you know, so I didn't feel bad when I didn't engage with, you know, with the normal day to day things of life or like she didn't have expectations for me where she's like, Oh, would you mind, you know, would you mind picking this thing up from the store or like things where it's like, I am still here, but. Um, we had totally different sort of mindset and expectations for that. And it was interesting how what that did is it meant that my, after probably half a day, my brain sort of switched into a mode where all I was thinking about all the time was work. That I didn't have the background processes of home life running. You know, while I'm doing my work, which is normally the case where, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking about things that, um, relate, you know, to the kids and their school and things that, you know, or re- like home life or, oh, is there, you know, is there laundry in the dryer that I should fold or, you know, oh, does the dishwasher need to be unloaded? Like those types of things that, you know, if I were physically gone, like if I were, I to actually do a, you know, a remote retreat, I wouldn't be aware of. And so I wouldn't think of. And so it changed the, mentality there and i think it also was a difference of um like it it, it's the ability to feel okay about that maybe like because obviously in a normal day i can make the choice to not be an engaged you know member of my family like i could choose to just like blow blow off folding the laundry and unloading the dishwasher or, you know, picking up after the kids or making dinner or whatever those things are. Like I could choose to do that. But in those contexts, like I would feel bad about it, A and like B, I wouldn't, I I would still be thinking about them. And so I think there was the, like, because it was a conscious choice and like, we're all on board with it and we're just going to decide like it was easier and better for me to be here rather than away. But if we treat myself like I'm away And we just, you know, like I give myself permission to feel okay with the fact that I'm not engaging with things. It was, was, that was the big difference that I think allowed me to stay in that place work wise for a much longer period than, you know, the normal, like maybe five hours that uh, I could do at a stretch otherwise.
0: That's interesting. Yeah. Cause like it's, it seems like it's more about the, permission structure around like you, you are doing this thing period and you are not allowed to help out around the house kind of thing. It's, yeah. it's more about that than seemingly a lot of other things.
1: Yeah. And I, and I think there is a lot to that. Like it is because it if I, you know, like and this is the, it's easier probably to avoid the permission structure problems by physically going somewhere else. But if you're going to stay at home, but you're going to have me you know like make a decision to do a extended focused special work period, Like it's as long as everyone's on board with it, like it is, you can, I think you can still get a lot done. And, um, though I am still intrigued by the thought of going somewhere else, because I think it would be easier like to do it that way, because there's always in the back of your mind, as much as it's like, I've given myself permission to not do the dishes. I still slightly feel bad when I don't unload the dishwasher when I, you know, when I take my dishes upstairs and like, I'm doing a lot of like, I'm, you know, like I'm, mostly downstairs, but I'm not, it's, it's like, it's, it would be, I didn't quite go to the extent of like packing food from, you know, for the next, for the couple of days and like putting it in, like putting it in my downstairs fridge and like be like physically cutting myself off. Like that kind of felt silly or like I, you know, when I want to get dressed in the morning, I go upstairs to my closet and get my clothes. Like I could have just brought everything down. Right. But
0: you could sleep down there.
1: Yeah. Well, I did say I I'm sleeping down here. Oh, so okay. Like, I, did, I did do that different, but just mostly because logistically it means that Like I'm going to bed super late and it's just less disruptive for my wife to be able to be like, you know, she's like, I'm just not, I'm not like coming to bed
0: late at night. And then, oh, this is why you were so responsive the other night when I messaged you at like 1030 figuring like (laughs) he'll see it in the morning (laughs) and you were like super responsive. I'm like, whoa, he's up late. I assumed you were like secretly traveling somewhere in a different time zone. Because I'm like, there's no way Dave will be up at ten thirty. Like messaging,
1: <laughs> no, that, that is that is well past my bedtime. I usually <laughs> am in bed by nine, and so yes, it was. I it's it was a, definitely a very a rare, a diff, rare different thing where like I'm sleeping in the guest room downstairs and staying up till. I mean, it's not crazy. Like I'm, I, I think the. I also am aware that at a certain point, your your productivity starts to wane um, with time. Like you just you can't sustain it. But I found that I could do probably a good like. 12, 13 hours in a day um, and still be, you know, so it's, just, it's like performing well. So it's like I was staying up till, you know, midnight or something like that, um, which, you know, is much later than normal and, but is still like in that sweet spot of, you know, getting work done. And then like the funny thing is you finish, you lie, I lie down to go to sleep and then I have to like force myself to stop thinking about the work problems because I know that I'm just going to sit there like, solving problems for the next 30 minutes if I don't, um, like, you know, consciously shut myself down.
0: All right, well, let's cover actual travel in a minute, but first, we are sponsored this week by Linode. With Linode, you can instantly deploy and manage an SSD server in the Linode cloud. You can get a server running in just seconds with your choice of Linux distro, resources, and node location. Whether you're working on your first server or deploying a complex system with lots of servers, Linode is the right place to go. They offer the fastest hardware, the fastest network, and outstanding customer support if you ever need help with anything. It is super easy to launch a Linode cloud server, and if you need any help after that, they are there to help you. They also now have block storage available in Newark, Fremont, Dallas, Atlanta, Frankfurt, London, and Singapore, and soon to be released in Tokyo as well. Version 4 of Linode's RESTful API is now out of beta and includes officially supported Python command line interface. And right now, Linode is hiring. To learn more about that, you can go to linode.com/careers and see what they are looking for. So Linode has fantastic pricing options to suit everyone. Dave and I are customers of Linode. I love Linode so much. I host all my stuff there and it is just a pleasure. I've been there for way longer since they've been hosting podcasts like I mean, uh, sponsoring our podcast. Like I've been I think I've been there for about 8 or 9 years now. I just love Linode. They're fantastic. Their plans start at one gig of RAM for just $5 a month. And they offer a lot of specialty plans above that, including high memory plans starting with 16 gigs of RAM, depending on what your needs are. And they have a special offer for our listeners. You can go to linode.com slash radar and use promo code radar 2019 to get $20 towards any Linode plan. So on the one gig of RAM plan, that could be four months for free and with a seven day money back guarantee You have nothing to lose. So give Linode a try today. That's linode.com slash radar and promo code radar 2019 to learn more, sign up and make the most of that $20 credit. Our thanks to Linode for their support of this show and all of relay FM. So you've been doing this, like, you know, traveling or like kind of virtually traveling by, by changing your environment at home. Um, I do think, first of all, that's genius and I want to try that, Uh, but I do also think there is some value in, like, actually physically traveling somewhere else because, like, it seems like a lot of what makes this effective is this kind of, you know, the the change in daily routine and the change in the, as we mentioned earlier, like, the, the permission system of, like, Kind of what you are either expected or what you are self-motivated to do in your daily home life. So whether it's things like, you know, cleaning up in the kitchen or you know helping out with kids or you know doing the laundry or whatever else, like whether you are required to do that or whether you are self-driven to do those things, when you're in your home you will do those things. Whereas a lot of times to you know to get out of that mentally or you know you have to leave your home because like when you're not even at home, you can't do those things. Like when you're traveling a, like the the freedom from those things is implied because it's part of traveling, right? It's part of what makes traveling, you know, costly or difficult for a lot of people. But that's part of traveling, and so if you actually go somewhere, uh, you know, you I feel like you force this even more um, and and even more strictly. And I think it adds when you're traveling somewhere. There's the element of the money cost, like you are actually costing yourself money like you're by staying in a hotel or you know flying somewhere or whatever else uh, or taking a train or whatever it is like you're probably spending money to do it and so i feel like that even also helps justify like in, in your mind it's like i bought this trip to do this thing this is the purpose of this trip and so if you take any of that time on that trip doing things that aren't the purpose that you bought it for you kind of feel like you're wasting it you feel like you're wasting your money and so that can be also a very powerful motivator like that's why i recommend that like if people go to if people want to see WWDC sessions try to go to WWDC if you can because you you spend so much time and money to be there that when you are at at WWDC you go to all the sessions because that's that's what you're there for Right? Like like it's like you feel bad if you miss a slot because that's what you're there for. So you end up seeing way more sessions and being in labs and everything. You get way more out of the conference that way than you do just by telling yourself, I'll watch the videos later, because how often do you actually do that? How many videos do you actually see? Whereas like if you are there paying for it, you will see a lot more. And so if, if you can take advantage of like that financial incentive also when you're talking about work vacations, I feel like that's it, it's it makes this less accessible and it's you know harder to do it frequently for a lot of people but that adds a powerful motivator of like you don't want to waste your money and so you force yourself not only not only do you get the automatic permission to not do stuff at home but you force yourself even in a stronger way to focus on the work that you that you went there to do
1: yeah and i think like i strongly considered for this this particular um it's just you know, work session tr- going somewhere, and I mean, we even thought of just like there's a ho- you know a hotel not far away, um, that I would could very easily have just gone to and like you know it has a little kitchenette and like kind of lived in there. And I think there is definitely like that is, and like honestly, I think I I'm very intrigued. The next time I kind of find myself in this situation to try the going somewhere version because I think it might be like this was a taster, and I think I li- I like that it worked because it, part of me was just worried that I would like. Go somewhere else or try something like try try this, and it just wouldn't work. And I'd feel like I'd feel bad. like i'd would if, you know the it wouldn't I wouldn't be productive and it would just kind of fall apart. And I think, it didn't happen. Like it was productive. I got a ton done and I, I really enjoyed it. And so I think finding an opportunity to do it and actually going somewhere would make a lot of sense. Um, but like one of the big things though, this that I was kind of curious how you, your, your perspective on this, because the, hard, the one of the biggest things in my mind though, were for why I didn't really want to go somewhere is that I feel like it's hard to like recreate the physical work environment that like you can tune in Taylor at home. And I know this is something that you've had to deal with, with your, like you have a, 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 a Sort of a place that you go in the summer for a long, for long periods of time, um, and to do work there and all the sort of the gyrations and things you've had to do to, to get there. Like in my mind, I was like, I'm going to be like putting my iMac Pro in my car and like driving it over with me and like carrying it upstairs and, you know, setting it up on a, you know, like a hotel desk and kind of like hoping that would work. But like that's in some ways, like I think going somewhere would be awesome, but the logistics of actually making that happen and like having reliable internet and all that kind of stuff is, are the things that I found. To be the most sort of like concerning for whether I would actually get there and be frustrated. Like if I tried to work on a you know work if I tried to work on a MacBook Pro when I'm used to working on an iMac Pro, like I don't want to have things like that that would annoy me and kind of break that flow state that I'm hoping for.
0: Yeah, that I mean that depends a lot on the kind of work you need to be doing. You know, like like in it for our friend Gray, like he's usually doing writing work when he's doing these kind of things, and so that 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 you know it's easier to move writing work somewhere because it's less dependent on things like you know large monitors, fast computer performance, fast internet speeds, etc. Um, and so like it's it's easier. Like for me, I would have a hard time doing this for some things, but like you know sometimes like if I'm like on a plane and I'm just on my laptop with no internet connectivity, I end up getting way more work done than I think I will. Not, I mean, sometimes I just get nothing done, but like, <laughs> but a lot of times I get a lot of, of, a lot of work done because it like, I, I realize like a lot of that stuff doesn't matter for a lot of the work I do. Like sometimes I need ridiculous horsepower, ridiculous screen space, you know, huge amounts of connectivity and, and everything. Sometimes I just don't. Sometimes I can like, I can take a, a span of six hours where I'm not connected to anything and get a lot done on something that i can just do totally offline and with a small screen with a crappy keyboard etc um i I think for if you if you're talking about doing something for like multiple days i would have a a bigger challenge with the ergonomics of the whole thing like you know you're going to be sitting in some crappy chair at some weird height desk using a laptop keyboard full time instead of my nice big ergonomic keyboard like that that i think would get to me sooner than anything else would
1: yeah. And I think that was honestly something like I worried about. And like, you kind of like, you start looking at the pictures of like, you know, the hotel picture of like, well, what, like, how what kind of a desk is that? What kind of a chair is that? Like, is it, you know, are you, how much could you adjust and do it? And like, I mean, honestly, there was a point in me that was always like, I wonder, it's like, I wonder how crazy it would be to like bring my nice fancy chair with me. <laughs> and like, right.
0: I feel like the the iMac you could pull off the chair. I, that might be too far.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Like, but the thing is like, if I was going to go for a week, like say like, say a scenario like this happened in the future and it's like i'm gonna go for a week somewhere and do something like is it crazy i don't know like it would be a little bit crazy but I, like the whole point is to surround yourself with everything that's going to make you like the most productive per version of yourself and you know i think for me like you know i really love the the chair that i have it's, it's a herman miller and body chair in case you're wondering um it, i love that chair maybe i should maybe i would bring it and like it gets a little bit silly, but in some ways that's almost like what I kind of am starting to lean towards in my mind is it's like the staycation version works for like two days. And then I think if you're going to go somewhere, you should like go for a week, really go all in on it and like make yourself like the perfect environment. And it's probably, it may not be a hotel. Maybe it's going to be like an Airbnb or something. That's going to be a bit more like, you know, sort of homey that you can really adjust and make fit exactly what you want. But you know, like, it's really intriguing for me, the thought of going somewhere and having that kind of like, just re- essentially just recreating my entire setup there, but just being somewhere separate.
0: You can also think about like, you know, a co-working space or like, a, you know, renting an office for in in a different city. So like you're at the hotel room to sleep, but you actually like have a desk in a real office somewhere during the day. I don't know. Uh, or you could do the other thing, which is you stay in your nice home office and you send your va- your family on a vacation without you.
1: That is actually a very genius idea. <laughs>
0: all right well these are lots of good ideas thanks for listening everybody and we'll talk to you next week bye